You guys better not have been talking about anything good while I was not recording. <laughs> no, we're talking about parking passes. Parking passes. Oh, that's when you know you're really in the thick of it. CavsCorner.com podcast, CavsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place where Franklin states in the West End of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, May the 24th. Uh, June is right around the corner, thank goodness, and um, uh, we are really kind of endeavoring deeper into the offseason uh, tonight in terms of our shows. Anybody who has listened to this podcast uh, through the years understands that Summer months can get a little wacky. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different tonight. Uh, we've done plenty of drafts in the past. We've never done one quite like this. Um, if it crashes and burns, it's all my fault. So yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Before we get started and, and talk more about said draft, let me go around and introduce everybody. First in Fishersville, board moderator du jour himself. David Spence is on the show. How's it going, my friend? As of today, I have uh, two middle school aged daughters. So um it's going better now than it will in August, I guess, when they go back to school. Who Dave's on the board at Who Dave's on Twitter. And here I, here I was Twitter. thinking you're yeah, here I was thinking you're the hardest thing for you this week was going to be the end of succession. Um but you know, we'll we'll save we'll save that for maybe potential offseason topic. It's a long offseason, folks. That's true. Uh also on the program in Charlesville's editor in chief, Justin Ferber himself. How's it going, my friend? Pretty good, Dave. Did you pre-grieve uh, the did end of the elementary school era? <laughs> well done. Yeah, I'm good, man. Pre-grieved. I'm good. Yeah, you guys are. You guys are the ones being uh, naive. I, I pre-grieved it at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. Uh, that's going to sound really odd to anybody who doesn't watch Extension. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Cavs corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore corner. Great place for the in-game updates, the content items, and the occasional. What do you answer? All right. So with. Uh, so with this draft, there comes uh, both an explanation and a uh, and a reason, right? And to me, those are two different things. So we're borrowing from some folks who do a podcast, have a website, do all kinds of fun stuff, uh, screen uh, screen drafts. And the idea is basically a collaborative draft. Um, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to try to pick the top 12 UVA basketball players of all time. Now, the 12 is simply because we wanted to do four rounds for all three of us, okay? Um, we could have done more. We're, maybe in the future, we'll uh, if we do football, if this works out, maybe we'll do more. But essentially, what we wanted to do was kind of give ourselves a chance, or I wanted to give everybody a chance to pick several times. And unlike normal drafts, we're not picking our own list. We're, we're going to be doing this collaboratively. And we will be going one by one, starting with Ferber, then me, and then Dave. And we will work our way back from 12th all the way to 1st. Now, Two wrinkles. One is that uh, we are all going to have one veto. And what that means is if Ferber says, you know what, uh, the 12th ranked basketball player of all time at UVA is Mike London, we can all say, one of us, Dave or I, will step in and say, no, we can't have that. Because essentially what we're trying to do, the, 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 the task here is to put together the best top 
group of players we can, right? And we would, I guess, ideally like them to be as close to the ones that we ourselves put together. Um, and so what we're what we do in that situation is we use our veto, and we would say, no, you can't take Mike London. Now, technically speaking, Mike London would be put back in the uh, in the pool of of players to choose from, but essentially what it would mean is is that um, you can't have that guy in that spot. All right. We're going to go, like I said, in a, um, in, in that order throughout, because it's three people, we're not going to do the, the, the snake because there's the whole, um, piece of it. So we're going to go, um, in that order I just described before we get started, let me toss it to you guys. How are we feeling? Do you, do you feel like you have a good feel for what we're trying to accomplish on this here program this evening? How how yeah. how confused have I made you? Is the question. No, I mean I think I get it. It's just it's going to be difficult, especially starting backwards. You know. Yeah, I think my whole thing is like, how much do you? And we haven't discussed it, which makes it more interesting, I guess. But yeah, that was part of I my th- plan. I think like the thing for me is I'm looking at stuff, and you look at stats, you look at like impact and things, and it's like, do how much do I like value? Yeah, winning and there stuff like that versus Come on. yes. Yes, versus other stuff. So exactly. Yes. Okay. So that's exactly the kind of thing you, we all have to sort of figure out for ourselves going into our selections. Um, also, you guys are going to put some people up that I'm going to be like unfamiliar with. <laughs> I mean, like not unfamiliar with, but like I don't know much about Harold Dean's career. Like, well, I mean, I mean besides numbers on a page, that's but also you, like, my dude. but also there's a player who we'll get to. I'm sure at some point that averaged almost 30 points a game in his career and i was like yeah. what the hell was going on then <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there <laughs> yeah um uh i think that's a that's an interesting uh point all right forever you're up first the number 12 overall player give us your give us your selection yeah um i have no idea how this is going to be received um wow. Just because like i don't know you guys might have him not on the list i i think he's probably on the list but like also, I might be putting him a couple spots too low. Interested to hear what you guys think. Um, so I'm going to put Curtis Staples at 12. Ooh. Okay. What, so what's what really funny? About that? No. Okay. So what's really funny here? I'm not going to veto that because uh, Staples is on my list of the top 12. Mm-hmm. But what's really funny is that I had him higher, and I made a joke when we were talking before we started recording, and I was like trying to explain it to them, and I was like, you know, so let's say you got a guy 12th, and you know, then and I, and I actually nailed where this guy was on my list um tell me why you why you have him at 12th yeah so like I, I had two other players that i was considering and um they contributed to more on-court success like wins um even though curtis had a better statistical career um i, I just decided to go with him here but i mean if you look at his career like he led the he had the NCAA record for, I think it was three pointers made, right? Yeah, Not percentage um, for a while until JJ Reddick broke it. Um, he's all over like UVA record books. Um, he had his Jersey retired. Uh, he was an all ACC player. Um, I don't remember exactly where he finished with that, but um, I mean, dude shot like 58% from the field, like, uh, still is the all time UVA three point leader. And that's not going to change was just a really solid player in, in an era that it's kind of like an under the radar sort of era of UVA basketball where I think he kind of missed some of the success. I don't what he was he on the Elite 8 team in 95 or was he not there yet? 
That's a Dave question because I'll I'll need. Yeah, to he, was. He, 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 he was. he was. He was ninety four through ninety eight. Yeah. I was gonna say I thought so, but I you know yeah. I, I, mm. I don't trust yeah, so, anything I, mean, I remember from the nineties. Things kind of like tailed off a little bit to, as his career progressed, but good player, um, for sure, and obviously like was a NCAA record holder for a while. Yeah. So. I was thinking, well, actually, Dave, let me let you sort of give your thoughts here. I'm, I'm going to guess you're not going to use your one veto right out of the gate. Um, no. What do you think of Staples I think 8 12? to 12 are kind of really debatable. So, yeah, I, he was, I'll tell you, I had him just outside of my top 12. Um, but, yeah, at, at 13, actually. So, yeah, I think he's fine. I, I can make an argument for putting him on the list. I think his, his issue is team success recently. Um, yeah. And it also that, feels like he was kind of, I don't want to say one-dimensional, but kind of one-dimensional, where he was like a really good offensive player that was a really good shooter, but like... He could play good defense, too, yeah. but, you know, he, yeah, I think the thing that, you know, in his favor is he made those shots at a time when teams weren't taking that many shots, you know? That's a good point. He's not yeah. step Oh, Curry. yeah, dude. If he played yeah. now, he probably would be like, you know... Yeah, real, yeah. Like he'd he'd have I mean, a three point line was closer, NBA, but he'd have a fifteen year NBA career probably. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I've told you all the story. I played one. I played one on one against him a couple times. I mean, not one on one. Sorry, played five on five against him a couple times. Guarded him. Um, yeah, boy was good. Um, <laughs> Hashtag. He, he was not only a quick shot, like you know, as a average athlete, um, if not below average. Um, you know, his feet felt like they were in my face when he released his three pointer. So. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy good player. One of the things that I like about doing something like this, and, and one of the things I talked to you guys about before we started recording, is like essentially the first time I heard this, I was listening to like a nerd podcast and they're trying to rank like, you know, whatever. And the idea is like, how does this match up with sort of like the way that you see it? Because it not just impacts sort of where this guy is on the list, but also like who who takes a spot if you have him ranked higher. So like I, I had him ranked a, a several spots um, above. And I think that one of the things about the, you know, like I said before, 12 is a little bit arbitrary just because there's three of us and I'm trying to sort of spread that um, wealth, so to speak. Um, but I mean, I think he's absolutely in your top 15 players. Like if you were, if we, if we did stretch this thing out to top 15, he would absolutely be in it. I don't know how you can make an argument, um, at least in this program, that a guy like that wouldn't be. Um, but this goes, this is a really interesting kind of spot because it it underscores one like Ferber was talking about earlier like how do you value how, how do you sort of um come to the conclusion I guess of how good a guy was you, you know how much of success for the team and success for you know personal whether stats or what have you kind of factors in and he's a guy I think who is is not just because the team had some success while he was there but also because of that sort of uh I mean that that record stood for a long time um, and it, it's, it is kind of absurd to think about what he would have been like in modern times. Um, so I think that's a heck of a, uh, of a way to get started. So I, I wholeheartedly endorse having Curtis Staples at 12. Also kind of weird that like he's from Lynchburg and then his record got broken by a guy from Roanoke. Like, I, I don't know what was in the water down there in like the nineties <laughs> with the three point shooting, but yeah. it must've figured something out. Yeah. Um, all right. So ne I'm next, um, and at 11 on my board, I had Harold Dean. Um, you know, it's funny because, like, I think Ferber was talking earlier about sort of, like, looking at the stats and, you know, kind of letting that sort of be a, a good sort of um, guide, so to speak, in terms of, like, which guys are where. I think Dean is a guy that I probably have higher simply because not just the stats piece of it, um, 
and and I think having him here is a is a good spot because of where he falls and all that. But like I just I just think that like for a guy who was who just played the game as tough as any player that I've ever seen. I mean, I, that is the thing that really stands out about Harold Dean. It's like to me and maybe it was just because of the kind of place that I was in my own sort of life at the time that he played at UVA. But like, he just seemed like a dude who just always found a way to get off the mat. You know what I mean? Like he just seemed so dang tough. Um, and like, I, I just really, I, I think a lot when I watch basketball these days that they're, they don't make many like him. Um, and so one of the big reasons why I have him here is not just because of numbers or anything like that. It's simply because of the way that he played the game and how hard he went um, and I think that like part of having a top group of players is due to like leave like indelible marks on you. Right. And Harold Dean absolutely did that for me. So I've got him at 11 um, in, in this in this spot. Uh, who wants to go first to tell me why I'm right or wrong? I, mean, I didn't have him on top 12. Um, That's I had him at 14. So y'all drafted my 13 and 14 back to back. Yeah, I think he's, you know, he was a soft, very good player, um, super athletic, kind of was the leader of that team and, you know, obviously played alongside uh, Curtis for quite a bit. So, yeah, and then another guy I played five-on-five five against because he was from Matoka. We used to run with them every Friday um, during high school days. He was really, really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I can make an argument for him not being in the top 12, not to a point where I want a veto because I've got, I'm looking at my list and I got some guys I don't know how we can leave out. Um, that's the, so, and that's yeah, one of the fun it'll be, parts. It'll, about get, this get, it'll, it'll, it'll get interesting. Start, I'll save my veto for later. <laughs> is when you start putting in guys that aren't necessarily on your list, it starts, you start to realize like, oh, wait a minute, there are going to be some dudes that you have higher that are going to get left off. So it's all about sort of how it comes out in the shuffle. Ferber, what are your thoughts on, that's, on Harold? That's Dean? exactly what I think. I mean, I, I can't, that, that's, um, He's a little before my time. Um, I remember like the end of Curtis Staples, like that, like the first time I went to a game, like I, he was playing. Um, so, I, I mean, his numbers, like looking at just the numbers, they played in the same era and they have pretty similar stats. Um, and it seems like Dean was a pretty good distributor. So um, I, I can't really, it's not controversial enough for me to be like, I'm going to veto that. It seems yeah. like my only, my only thing was, and and obviously we're not changing it, but like, is should him and Curtis Staples be flipped? Well, that's a, that's a that's an interesting question, and I think we're going to run into that, especially with some of those guys from the 2019 team, okay. right? As we get a little bit further ahead here, is it like where a guy goes relative to somebody else who maybe isn't already on the board? So, for example, like if I had picked 12th, I probably wouldn't. I probably would have had Dean then. Um, yeah, just based on like where guys are around him. And to Dave's point, like I was. When I picked my group, I mean, the first, I don't know, four or five for me were pretty easy. Not Maybe not easy. Um, but then beyond that, it got real hairy real quick. <laughs> the first, know? like, few, you just look at the rafters at JPJ. Yeah, that, there's that. Yeah, there's yeah. that piece of it, right? Um, I mean, I think the top three are so cut and, cut and dry that it's just not even... Like I, th- that's one of the things I'm actually kind of glad that we're having the conversation now, because if, if we were just rolling through this, this thing would not be very interesting. Cause I feel like the very top is going to be, um, you know, a I think, bit I think like set in stone, 
five through ten is where it's going to be weird. Yeah, agreed. I think it's about to get weird real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. It, I, I've what, got a list, and like, there's some good players are going to be left off the top twelve. Um, okay, let's do it. Yeah, right, I mean, well, as far you, as you flip flop in Staples and Dean, like, I, I'm okay with Dean being a little bit ahead of Staples because it's kind of what you mentioned, what you brought up, Justin. You know, kind of asking what he was outside of a shooter. You know, for as far as Curtis, I do think Harold was more of an all-around player than Curtis was. Um, you know, Curtis was a decent all-around player with a high-end specialty, and, and Harold was tough and could play both ends and was the leader of that team. So I'm fine with him being. Also, 11. can we just say Harold Dean looked cool as hell? I mean, Harold Dean yeah. looked like. Oh, yeah. Also wore the best uniforms in. He really did. Virginia we history. we really need to go back to those. But anyway, all right, Dave, number ten, give us a draft pick. She got to. I may have to. I'm still debating, man, because this means someone from my top 12 won't make it. Um, so I've either got to, to try to get one of them in. I might have to – which one I want to go with. There's so many, so many. For, I don't while know you're thinking, I'll just say that I don't, know about you, I don't know about you guys. I put together a top 20, and um, I'm very interested to hear – or at least to talk about. I'm just trying to get my. Well, you head. now you know. Well, now you know, Brad, where the bar is because, like, yeah. you don't. You will probably not have to go below twelve or whatever you were at. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't Dean. think. Yeah, I don't think. Matter of fact, I think what's going to end up happening is is I, I'm like Dave. Like, I think there's going to be a guy or two somewhere in that like eight, nine, ten range that is just yeah. going to fall off the map because I can't. I can't risk. I can't go back to him once we get <laughs> ahead of that. You know what I mean? Like at some point, like the boat left the station. You know. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I think at this point, wait, um, trains leave stations, boat leaves piers. Never mind, I, I messed that all up. <laughs> uh, so I'm debating about five people for this spot because wow. my list is all torn up. Um, I'm just trying to figure out. I like how we're I, in the I, I third pick guys... and Dave's list is already torn up. This is good stuff. <laughs> well, you know, there's some guys who have to be on the list, so um, but I do think I'll tell you, like the two of them down to right now are Corey Alexander or John Crotty. To me, both of them deserve to be in the top twelve, but I don't know that they deserve to be number mm. ten. Now um, I have them both in my list, but I have them in different. I have a delta between them, so that's interesting that you have yeah. them right there together. Yeah, um, but I'm. A little, I assume you guys are going to pick them. Um, which of those two? I mean, I think Corey's the better player, but he got hurt. Um, and, and I think that can factor in. Like that can yeah. factor in. Like I said, I think that I'm going really, to go off, off those two. I, one of you guys might have him much higher, but I'm going to go Kyle Guy right here at number 10. Wow. Um, I considered oh. him at I considered him at 12. He was one of wow. the other two guys I was considering. Okay, yeah, let's have a conversation about this because I had him fifth. No, he's not fifth to me. Okay, he only, here's, he's okay. only here three years. He didn't play much his first. Yeah, I was um, penalizing him for, for the three years. How many how many, how many players in Virginia history have been the most outstanding but player in a Final Four? Just him. Um, uh-huh. but, the, um, but the issue there is, you know, if you're going to use just the team success for Kyle, then you got to put in like half that team. Um, no, but but, but he, was, he was the most outstanding player in a Final Four. They only have one yeah. of those every year. He was. And look, this is no slight to Kyle Guy, who's did it on the biggest stage. But in some ways, it's that Curtis Staples argument we just had, right? Um, well, in know. fairness, Curtis Staples was a really, really, really good shooter who had an uh, individual mark for a while that got eventually eclipsed. Um, but there's an absolute national championship banner that hangs in John Paul Jones Arena 
Yeah, and yeah, in but large part, Kyle was on of, a better team, right? But, but no, <laughs> so, but my, yeah. no, but my point is, is that like it's not just that he was on a better team; it's that he was also a guy who didn't just like make big plays. He made like NCAA tournament history kind of plays. Yeah, like, and I'm not, I, I'm not trying to like litigate like who, what, but I do think that like to Ferber's point from earlier, I, th- I like, think Foss too high for him. I mean, maybe, and maybe that's so, but like. When when you're trying to quantify how good somebody is, it can't just be stats alone, right? There, and I mean, for me, he is the guy who, no pun intended, he's the guy who, as much as I know, Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter clearly contributed to that national championship. He's the one because in the in the when the bright, when the lights were the brightest, he came through. I mean, not just what he did against Auburn; it's also what he did against Purdue on the on on the the bum wheel, right? Like when Virginia absolutely needed some flamethrower, and he gave it to him, because um, I mean, old uh, Carson Edwards was over there just having one of the most uh, just outlandish nights I've ever seen at any level. Um, so I'm not I'm, I'm not arguing that he, during, yeah, yeah. And Dre had moments during the tournament like where he, he was absolutely dominant. No, I, I completely um, agree. But he yeah, also so, he he was a little bit of a ghost. Uh, yeah. In that, in, at different parts of that that run, he he came up huge in the national championship game. So I, when where he is on my list is in large part because of that. Um, but at the same time, like I, I, again, I'm not saying you guys are wrong if you don't think he's fifth. Mm-hmm. I had him high on my list because I put a lot into not just the individual piece of it with the most outstanding player, but also the plays he made to win literally the biggest accomplishment in the program's history. And I think he's the guy who symbolizes that the most, right? I can't have him higher than that for for other reasons, but in terms of that, I think he gets the biggest um the biggest boost from that. I'm okay with leaving him here. Um I'll tell you I'm 11th on my initial list. So I really I, I really can see not, both sides honestly. Like yeah. I think he definitely a uh, deserves to be on the list. Like I don't think anybody's arguing against that. No, no. He's um on the list. I had him a little lower because he played three years. Um, and, you know, he, I, I, I look at what they did in the tournament as a team thing. Like, I don't, he won most outstanding player, but somebody had to. Like, yeah. in many know. ways, Dre could have. I mean, yeah, Dre, I mean, like, I, I, if you ask me right now who Tom. won it, I might, I don't even think I would have really known off the top of my head. Like, I probably would have come to it. But like you know, kind of, <laughs> I kind of felt like it was like a team accomplishment, not the whole team, but those three guys specifically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely think he deserves to be on it. Um, he played a lot his sophomore and junior year. The problem is, and you know, like again, it's not just a numbers game, but all these guys in the Bennett era have suppressed stats. Um, yeah. So like, yeah. if you look at Dre's stats, he has no business on the list. Like that's true. That's somewhat. Yeah, I get. I feel that. But I mean, we all saw him play. So like, you know, we kind of know what we watched. Um. So yeah, this is tough. I'm okay with leaving him where he is for sure. No, no veto. (laughs) No. Look. For just for this is. I mean, from here, it's like I. You mentioned two other good players, and like it's gonna be hard. Like he had he had 25 against Purdue on a on a bum wheel. Um. He had 15 against. Auburn, but he hit three free throws with no time on the clock, essentially, to send them to the national championship game. And then he had 24 points uh, in the national championship game. Um, I, I, he's, a top, he's a top 10 player. You know, it's I, just, I don't think it's, he's top five. 
I, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm certainly not going to. I mean, like, no, no offense. I don't want to dra- drag him over the coals, but he he did lose to UMBC. Right, that's fair. But you could also <laughs> yeah, make the argument yeah. that that's a you guys, uh, I, I, your guys are are making the point that that the national championship is a team thing, right? Yeah, it definitely so, is a team thing. So yeah. the UMBC loss, especially without Dre in there, to me is more team thing than anything imaginable, right? Um, I also think you have to give Kyle a little bit of juice because how do you how do you frame this like? Early in his career, he got people excited in a way about Virginia basketball that not many players had to that point, right? There was more than just, like, he had personality, and I think that does count for something. I think he sort of put himself out there a little bit more. You know, he had the man bun, and, I'm like, there was a lot of yeah. excitement around him. Um, no. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to change Dave's mind on this, and, and I'm not, honestly, no, I'm really think- not trying to. I'm just trying to basically make the case for, like, why I had him so high. And yeah. to Ferber's point, like, I think that, you could, you know, you could make an argument for for him, for Ty, for for Dre, um, you know, depending on how kind of things go, um, you know, e- any of them, you know, could have been, you know, we, you know, um, Ty didn't have like the kind of scoring consistently through the season, but he had twenty four against Purdue and you know, twenty one against Auburn. Um, he also had in the in of those three. Uh, games between Purdue, Auburn, and te- uh, and Texas Tech, he had like twenty some assists, right? That's that's a sig- yeah, I think at twenty even or twenty one, like that's a that's a pretty substantial you know piece of the puzzle, right? So I mean you could make an argument for all of them. I, I like I said to me, and this is just you know my opinion. I just think that Kyle's th- the fact that he's the most outstanding player, he got that for a reason, and that reason was because he was the most outstanding player among a lot of good choices for what was a, essentially a team award, but he's the guy who got it. And I think that matters when we're talking about a school that has one national championship. So I think I it'll too, be interesting to see. Top 10. It'll be interesting to see where it shakes out. Like when we look back at the lists. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ferber, you're up next at number nine. Who you got? Oh God, <laughs> this is tough. Um, there's one like more recent player that I kind of want to make sure gets on there. Um, I'm just looking through. It certainly wouldn't be like a statistics first thing. And then Dave mentioned two guys that probably have to be on there. Yeah, what the hell? I'm going to go Joe Harris. Wow. All right, so Joe I had outside my 12. I had him at 13. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're all kind of in the bunched up area right here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I was gonna go Corey Alexander, but I figure he's probably gonna go soon now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Joe like he didn't reach the heights of Kyle. Um, even though he's now ranked higher than Kyle, just for the record. Yeah, in this list, he he obviously <laughs> did. Um, but I think like you know he is a as big a piece as pretty much anybody from a player standpoint in turning things around. Um, he was, I want to say a four year starter. Um, so he's probably pretty high. I don't have it in front of me right now, but he's probably pretty high in the record books and like games played and points and things like that. Um, he was an all ACC first team player as a senior, um, led them to their first ACC title in, uh, what, 28 years, 38 years, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I think he was the player of the tournament. Um, yeah, I think he was ACC. the. Yeah, I think he was the ACC MVP. Yeah, he certainly yeah. was in that in the um, 
um, but uh, championship game. Yeah, and I, I think he just was a really, really solid player that was sort of like the headliner on a good group of teams. And I would have been disappointed if he didn't get included at all, but also like I could have seen a scenario where he didn't get included at all, like based yeah. on how things were going. Um, and I kind of set the tone by taking Curtis Stables. You could make a case looking back now. It's like Curtis Stables is the one that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I think Stables and Dean are probably – like we could have kind of down and we'll see. I think we'll see how it looks at the end, but I kind of well, think I mean, the first current, two picks, it might be, might be regrettable. Well, and that's, and that's, but that's, you, you got to start somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And then two, like, no matter where you start without knowing who, who, who's coming after whoever you pick, for example, like I don't think in any, in any ranking, I'm ever going to have Joe Harris ahead of Kyle guy. Not mm-hmm. even by a spot, right? And that wasn't really my intention. It was just right. Like, no, no. But it's once like, it once Kyle's at ten and and nobody vetoes it. It's, it's like just, well, it's, yeah. It's like yeah. that's what it is, right? Yeah. Like so if you guys put Ralph Sampson at nine or eight or whatever, right? Exactly. I don't. Like, I don't veto it. It's like well, we have to put people ahead of him. Now. Exactly. You know, that's just one of those things. Um, I think that's a no. I think nine is a really fair spot for Joe. Um, I, I think considering not just his own personal accomplishments, but also to like what he did for the program. Um, you know, the whole, I mean, there are, there are a handful of obviously, you know, very well told, uh, stories and stuff, but the whole, like, you know, driving to Tony's house thing. I mean, that is just iconic. Right. And people will talk about that for a long, long time. And the reason for that is because that team did something, uh, you know, with, with the promise, so to speak of what, you know, Joe and his little Ford Ranger driving over to Tony's house, you know, what they hoped could, could happen. Right. Um, so I got no problem with him at nine. Um, my problem is, is that, you know, uh, I'm somebody who thinks the cow guy should be much higher. Well, the problem is we're running out of spots. Yeah. And that exactly. was my biggest thing. It was like, I'm giving this spot to Joe Harris, which means I'm taking it away from somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and there are going to be a handful of guys who are going to fall off the list specifically because, cause I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like you could make an argument, um, it, that like where Dre falls into this, Dre is probably the hardest guy I had to put anywhere. Joe was was pretty solidly in that like 11, 12, 13 range for me. Um, but there definitely are going to be guys who fall off because, and that's just the nature of this thing. It's like a collaborative sort of deal, right? Dave, what do you think about Joe uh, being at nine? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I think, uh, man, I'll just repeat what I said. I think Staples and Dean both making the list is going to mean someone gets left out who probably doesn't need to. Um, and, and you created this monster, so you got to live with. <laughs> hey, it. look for the record. I borrowed. Look, I, the I format. like Harrison non, and I'm okay with Harris being a spot ahead of guy. Um, Somebody's gonna yeah, get foundation. left off. That should be like third. That's what's gonna happen. Like, well, yeah, we're gonna find we'll out. Get, we'll we'll run out of spots, and then we, be like, we well, currently we currently got a guy who was f- uh, fifth on my list. So I got I got spaces to burn currently, um, because at this point, everybody yeah. who's on the board is among my top thirteen. Right, so. Yeah, if there's one guy who gets left off, you know, if it's not if it's not somebody soon, it's going to be just jostling for position. But like I said, I think the top three are pretty clear. It's going to be somebody in that five, six, seven range is going to get screwed. Um, but that's just the We're nature. We're going to get hosed on the, Twitter about this just because of age. Oh yeah, history. no, no, yeah, no, and and that's that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, all right, I've, I'm next at eight. Um, so so far we've got Curtis Staples, who I had at nine. Uh, we got Harold Dean, who I had at 11. We got Kyle Guy, who I had at 5. We got Joe Harris, who I had at 13. Um, I had Corey Alexander 8th on my list. 
I waffled back and forth between him and Dre um, right there together. Um, I, um, you know, I'm not real sure which way I want to go on this. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think what's interesting about Corey is, you know, today's point earlier, you know, it, a lot for him is the unknown because of what would have happened if he hadn't gotten hurt. Um, you know, he was a guy who played in an era that is probably, you know, until the 2019 group, you know, probably my favorite of all of them. Um, I mean, look, if Kyle Guy can be 10, DeAndre Hunter can absolutely be eight. Um, mm. I think, I think Dave is going to have Corey higher and I'm going to trust that he puts Corey in the right spot. So I'm going to go with DeAndre Hunter at eight, even though that's lower on my list than I've got him in my actual spot. So I'm going to have him, I'm going to have him eight. This is interesting. So you made Dre eight. So I'm making Dre eight. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm trusting you will put Corey Alexander higher. And I think Corey Alexander should be higher, even though what was on my top 20, I had him. Uh, I actually you might had have Dre. to veto me to make that happen. Well, we're, we're, we'll find I have out. A player I think has to be on our list. that I don't think you guys are going to get. So um, okay. I'm going to feel obligated to pull him out here. Right, well, but yeah, Dre at eight. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, Dre, you could. This is going to be argue like, he's not in the top twelve either. This is a yeah. <laughs> this is the hot take. I think there's a good case to be made that he shouldn't be included. That's a, and I think that's a fair. That's actually the thing I was most expecting to happen. Purely based on your cri, it depends on what your criteria is, right? Because like if it's talent, then he should be higher than this, right? If it's you know if it's a productivity, then he shouldn't be on the list. Yeah, and I think ultimately, but then if it's like impact on the program, he should be like fourth or third. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I think his impact's the only reason I'm okay with him being in the top. Yeah, and he was a really special player that just kind of took a little longer to. And I also think that you know we want to talk UMBC and what happened. I mean, they were just a dramatically different team without him, right? Um, And also, like Corey Alexander, you just said it, right? He had like 17 points a game, then he missed a whole season, and then he had like 18 points a game season, which are both great, but he did miss a season. Yeah. I think the thing, too, with Dre is if I I went back and look at Kim Palm, and I'm looking at it now, but like he – I think his numbers were just so good in through what, you know, is the best season of their their program history. Not to say that he didn't have moments where he struggled some, right? Um, like I said, he was a kind of a at times, you know, non factor in that Purdue game. And yet then he makes the big one of the big plays down the stretch, right? Um, he only scored ten in that game. Um, he only scored fourteen against Auburn, but he had twenty seven in the national championship game. Hit you know, arguably you know what the he second, had a multitude of big shots in this yeah game. down in especially to right toward the end of regulation and in overtime i mean he just the 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 threes he hit were huge um you know he had nine and he boards had to guard jared culver yeah know. he was exactly he went seven of nine from the free throw line that game he was four for five from three i mean when the lights were the brightest he played he had an outstanding game right and i i think that too you, you kind of you know to to what you guys were just talking about a minute ago criteria and how you determine you know what goes into the special mixture that makes this list I I do think that success matters I think that potential and ability matters um you know I we're not we're not strictly saying like if you you know you were going to play one-on-one right but we're kind of taking a little bit of a um of a different approach 
like than a GM would if they're just evaluating talent, right? Um, we're we're looking at impact, and like I said, I I originally had him higher on my list, but I think this is a fair spot to go given where everybody else on this list has gone so far. So I think that's I think it's a good place for him. Um, all right, Dave, you're up next at seven. Who you got? Gosh, man, we're getting this. This is where the old heads got to start coming out. Um, well, I've got like a. My, I think my top four, if not five, has to be the way it is. Um, wow. So I thought the, the same thing about my five until you, Dave. You know we're here. drafting these collectively, right? Uh, yeah, do, you don't get you don't get to pick the last to pull them out. I mean, someone had Kyle Guy five, so I'm just yeah, kidding. I did, and um, I and I and I'd argue it again. Yeah, I, I'm gonna like. I think you guys are going to pick up are going to make sure these guys get in there. If not, I got a veto left. Hopefully you'll get it right then. Um, <laughs> so I will go with Corey here. Um, okay. I was debating. I won't tell you who I'm debating in case one of y'all want to. Well, I'll say it. Um, Cause I doubt you guys. have. I, I'm kind of torn between him and Barry Park Hill with this space. Um, Barry Parker was in my top 20. He was not in my top 15. Yeah. Um, Parker, like, you know, outside of his playing career, had some big stuff too. So I will, I will lean Corey. I definitely have Barry in my top 10. Um, but yeah, that's just an old guy. So yeah, Corey Alexander, for all the reasons we talked about, Corey was magnificent. He hadn't broken his leg. Um, Virginia would have done some magical things and they did really well with when he yeah. was healthy. Um, do you yeah, think, I think he Dave, got hit, hurt, you... hurt at Cameron, right? So. Dave, how do you kind of balance? Because I mean, in his broadcasting career, I feel like Corey is a is a lightning rod, right? There are definitely times when I think he is he sounds like a guy who is doing his best to not be a homer, um, and I and I understand it, right? Like I get it, and it and it might not even necessarily be uh, intentional at this point. Like I think maybe in his early career, you know, he he tried to be as objective as he could, and it just sort of happened that way, um, right? I also think that for Virginia fans, because they've they're just so accustomed to the guy, it's kind of like watching Kihei Clark for five years, right? Like you just get a little bit um, like tired, right? And what is so familiar and so familiar and so familiar at some point sort of crosses a Rubicon and starts to get on your nerves a little bit. How do you balance out sort of the um, the because you mentioned Park Hill and 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 sort of the the you know off the court sort of piece of things um what do you how do you balance the the piece of with Corey as an announcer like does that factor in at all for you or are you no, only looking I at didn't even think about it <laughs> no i mean i didn't really think about that at all with him um i, I don't i don't it, Corey was an amazing player i mean, I mean at, the, at the time when he came to virginia like he, you know he was the best the most athletic point guard i'd ever seen play you know um I watched Crotty and Crotty was tough as nails, but Corey just, Corey could score and distribute and defend, defend. Um, I think he's, yeah, he's still a first round draft pick in the NBA after getting injured and missing a year. So, um, you know, I'm trying to pull up his stats. My freaking Wi-Fi is messing up, but yeah, he was a, a, a very good player. Um, pretty sure he was all American. Oh, so if I, if you know if you know that and can pull it up quicker than me, <laughs> let me know. But yeah, <laughs> he's like sure. pretty sure he was pretty sure he was an All American EVA. Corey Allen, and you know, obviously from Wayne's first Coast, round, he was a first round pick, 29th okay. overall. Uh, 
my only problem with Corey when I was looking at the bigger picture of stuff, he had he had some obviously some big gains from an assist standpoint, um, but he's not in the top ten in assists or steals uh, in yeah, school history, he only which played is three. You know, I, and I and I understand that, but like, you know, like you said, it's all about sort of how you evaluate sort of what you know being in the, on the list means, and so like for a guy who lost time, you know, you kind of extrapolate it out, like if, you know, and so like even if he's not there. You know, it sort of makes sense to sort of give him almost like give him credit for stuff that he wasn't able to do, if that makes any sense. But he was all ACC in 93 and all ACC tournament. OK. Also, right. it feels like a guy that might have been a little like ahead of his time. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking the same thing earlier. His three point percentages aren't like incredible, but they're not. It feels to me like a guy that maybe could have like he would have maybe benefited from the pace or the space on the floor. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, all right, Ferber, you're up at seven. Um, Can you run through it? Sorry, real quick? Uh, sorry, at six, oh, sorry, yeah, six, not seven. All right, so yeah, so far six. we have picked from twelve on. At twelve, we had Curtis Staples. At eleven, we had Harold Dean. At ten, we had Kyle Guy. At nine, we had Joe Harris. At eight, we had DeAndre Hunter. And at seven, we had Corey Alexander. Oh God! So now you are up to six. <laughs> this is tough. I'm looking at a few names. I will say that my top six, with the with the uh, exception of Kyle Guy, is still on the board. Yeah. So theoretically, pass. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I veto your pass. No. Um. You gotta you gotta give me something though, even if you want to just yeah. talk through it as you're trying to pick it. I'm I'm going through it now. I mean, obviously, like right now, I'm looking at players from bygone eras. Um, people people who are not who do not want to be referred to as bygone are really upset. Yeah, I mean now. they're all alive. Yeah, one of them's much. on a mic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, oh, oh, well oh we know. <laughs> well done. Man, this is tough. Um and there's one guy that would it definitely needs to be included, but I feel like it's too low. At six. I'm just kind of gaming it out, and I can I can hear that in your in your uh, delivery. Okay, I'm gonna go with an older player, and then you guys can veto it if you don't like it. Okay, all right. I'm going with Buzzy Wilkinson. Okay, no. Is that no. a veto? Okay, That's, cool. Well, hold on. Let me let me comment. But then we can eliminate this guy, and I can pick somebody else. <laughs> Well, he's machine, still, but he goes back. He goes back it's into go, the it's, pool. It's, it's a completely different era of, of basketball. Agreed. That was my yeah. problem. I um, I was gonna not include him at all when we got down to seven or eight picks, but then I'm I'm looking at it and it's like I don't see a lot of other guys where I'm like it has to be this guy, like because there's like like you said I think there's like three or four guys where I'm like they're on the list, um, and then I, like the fifth and sixth spots are kind of like eh. Like, Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing your 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 friction point there. I'm just saying that not only was is he the school's third leading scorer, okay, but if you look at the single game scoring, it's basically just him and some and a couple yeah, dudes. Yeah, I mean, he had like five 45 point games, a couple 43s, a couple 42s, and a and a 48, right? Like. And and Barry Parkhill's fifty one against Baldwin Wallace, whatever that is, um, <laughs> it's not quite the same as you know my my dude Buzzy doing it against Clemson and Georgetown and Carolina. And he whoever. averaged twenty eight point six points per game for his career. 
I mean, yeah. I, I, Dave, I, I think one of us has to veto this because that's way too. I mean, he needs to be. He he's to me. I had him at six on my see, list. Here, here's the oh, you did okay. Though. That's fine. We mm-hmm. can leave him there. Here, here's the problem though. Like we can say like, and this is. I don't think it's going to be a problem with many of the other players on the list or anybody. Um, but in this particular case, since it's the fifties. Like we can sit here and say like he's the be- he's one of the best and he probably is but still like come on I I like, th- all right put put Dre in 1954 <laughs> and see what happens yeah I mean uh, Barry Barry Parkhill and Buzzy kind of they're players in the record books who I don't know how they fit because I, I didn't get yeah, to see hard. one of those guys is, play is, yeah, and we're like Buzzy Wilkinson's team's good like I don't even know I don't think yeah. so half of his career you wasn't know, was even Carolina. in the ACC. That's fair. Yeah. The, 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 this is one of the challenges, right, of doing these all time lists is trying to, um, put people on a, on something of a level playing field. I, I'm, I'm actually okay. If, D- if Dave had him at six, I had him at four. I did, but I, but I didn't finish my second. I had him at six. And the more I thought about it, like I ended up dropping him down outside my yeah. top 12, but I can see. But here's the thing I, I just realized as a reason I didn't veto it. Is I've misnumbered, so I've like I've only got five guys left who I think have to be in. Okay, <laughs> so that's fair. Can, All right, well I'm, I'm good. I'm good to six. leave him at. I'm good to leave him at six. Yeah, um, crucifies. Because because what this is going to allow me to do is it's going to allow me to be between the Kyle guy uh, like drop and then having Buzzy be lower, it's going to allow me to put a guy who I really struggled with having on the fringe of my top twelve, possibly in the mix. And I, but my my thought process here is like, I'm trying since Dave said the thing about like, Oh, he's got, you know, he thinks is this is a cold, like blah, 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 number of dudes that have to be in. Well, now that buzzy's out, I'm like, okay, who, cause there's a guy I've got lower that you've got high, way higher. And I'm trying to figure who that guy is. Cause I think the top three are as cut and dry as anything. Right. And if you didn't have buzzy in there in your top five and you actually were thinking about putting him lower, then you've got a couple of dudes in my, um, in the in the back part in the in the in the uh, lap traffic of my group that uh, really high, so my spot here at six, or excuse me, at five, I really struggled with Junior Burrow. Like I was not sure where to put him. I looked at the stats, you know, whatever, whatever. He came out in the wash at twelve for me, um, and I never felt good about it. And I don't know if five is too high, but I yes, feel like it's too high. He, I feel like he's got to be in the mix, and so I mean. I don't know if he's better than the dudes we've talked about. I also, yeah, as very much, you know, ad nauseum stated, Kyle Guy is way too low. So if you think Junior Bro is too too high at five, <laughs> you know what? Get get a seat. We got Jack. Some pretty good stats. I mean, and I mean, I think that you could make an argument. Um, I mean, he can't be the best big man in UVA history for an obvious reason. Um, but I mean, I. I really like I really like back to back all ACC, nineteen ninety five all region, in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Hey, look, he was a great player. He was. I don't think he's top five, but um, yeah, I had him. I had him at fourteen. Do you want to veto it? I haven't. Wait, I haven't I actually picked it. it. I haven't five. actually picked it yet. Uh, I haven't actually picked it yet. Um, but in some ways, he's Travis Watson. Like Travis Watson's stats are pretty. Similar. Yeah, he and Watson were both um, tough for me. They were both right. And there's there guys together. like Olden Polonies you don't even think about who were. Yeah, true. All right, in that case, really I'm going to go with Jeff Lamp at five. Yeah, Ooh. Jeff Lamp was the other guy I was considering at six. Because my I thought did, was like wanna, I might just take that Buzzy too? out. No, like, I mean, he's on the list. I mean, I had him at three. But you had him at three. 
Yeah. So wait, you Jeff had him at three? A, that feels Jeff high. Jeff Lamb's a Jeez. bad dude, man. That was a bad. He did average eighteen point eight points a game. Let me pull up my Jeff Lamp. Knowing you youngsters pick in the draft. Yeah, knowing you youngsters would yell about it. Um, let me pull up all the stats about Jeff. It's oh, so crazy man. how like basketball has changed so much. It seems like guys could just score at will back in the day. Four time All ACC. Well, that'll do it. He played in the seventies. Was this? No, he played in the eighties, man. He played in the 70s and 80s. You guys are yeah, both right and, 80s, and wrong. Yeah. You're um, both right and wrong. I wanted to make sure you guys both got credited for being wrong. He was the leading scorer in Virginia history when he finished. Went on to play for Portland. Yeah, four-time All-ACC. Yeah, I had him at three. But Such a cool name, too. True. Jeff Lamp. I mean, he is, is he I the mean, one look, that he, is, he, he broke his record, right, for games or whatever? I think so. Or whatever. Or assists. Right. Or what, was it assists? No, Crotty was assist. Crotty. Oh, Crotty was the assist, but it was, I think. Crotty's a guy that, like, games. he might not be making this list, right? I mean, yeah, he wrong? probably won't just because yeah. Staples and Dean. All right, for and... the record, for the record, Dave, he played in mm-hmm. 77, 78, 78, 79, 79, and 80, and 80, and 81. So most of his career was in the 70s. Okay. I, stand, yeah. I, I, I stand vindicated. Yeah, you're um, vindicated. He's second in UVA score in history at 2,317 points. That probably means it needs to be on the list. <laughs> no, I'm I, I, I'm fine with it. That's why he's in. He, that's why I put him at five. I, that I mean, I wasn't going to yeah. have him on the list. I'm fine with him. I'm not going to veto that, someone for two spots. I was gonna, I was just thinking like because you said he was third, and I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, where do you have this other guy? <laughs> anyway, um, okay. well, you know what I like is when you I'm looking at his career stats and all the three point percentage stuff is just blank because oh, they didn't yeah, have it. Didn't have it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. All right, Dave, you're up at four. I'm pretty sure I know who you're going to give me, so go ahead and do it. Yeah, I think it's obvious. I think I really wish I'd, I really wish I'd veto Kyle Guy at ten. Now I'm really, I'm really, I'm really. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd probably been okay the way it's played out. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. we were all, we were all worried about it. Now we, we realize we should have done it. He might not have been. He probably he wouldn't have made it. Well, the thing is, too, like I have, I have a hard time. Yeah, I don't think I would have lasted because I was worried he wasn't going to get picked at all. Um. But like, also, like, I have a hard time with like Jeff Lamp versus John Crotty versus, but you know, like guys from different eras and stuff. That's hard for me because yeah. I didn't the watch. Thing about Crotty, honestly, and the Crotty I had at fourteen. But the thing about Crotty for me is that, like it took a dude playing an extra season to break his record mm-hmm. for assists. Like yeah. that. That's that's pretty. I mean, come on, right? Like, I mean that that to me says a lot about Crotty as a player. Right, it took a dude playing in, in a whole other a dude who played as a true freshman. Right, it took that dude playing a whole extra season to break his record. Not in a whole season; he didn't break it like at the last minute. But do you see what I mean? Like that to me says a lot. But no, I mean Lamp is is a hell of a play. I mean, like you, he's second in the school in scoring. You know, it was a fifteenth overall pick, right in the um, in the draft. I mean, there's yeah, a lot up there. And I mean, he scored a hell of a lot of points when they didn't have a three point shot. I mean, that tells you plenty. Um, so, right, I, so I, I honestly, spots. I would have been, I would have been okay with him being higher. So yeah, you're at number four. Yeah, I'm so sad, Junior. Burrow's Same you guys are gonna. Yeah, I'm trying now. I'm trying to think which Joe would I rate because we all have to have the same. I mean, I'm, it has to be the same four people, right? I mean, I, I thought so. so. I mean, I'll go with Malcolm here. I guess you have to go with Malcolm here. Yeah, I think I will. I mean, I assume I think four is probably right for him. Um, one and two are pretty obvious. I think three is pretty obvious. Um, at least I did. I thought now he's five. But anyway, so yeah, I'll go with Malcolm with four. 
at fourth. That feels that feels fine. Um, but I mean, honestly, I you know, I'm I'm cur- I'm just curious. Man, I could argue if he's third. I could argue him three. I well, I I I did a lot of waffling through the middle part of this thing. Um, you know, actually, already- no, scratch that. Give me, I'm trying to think who else fourth could be because that's not as obvious to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I thought the top three for me were obvious, and I don't know. Now there's somebody in it that it's like the draft lottery. It's like somebody gets into the top. You all have Wally Walker like, anywhere up here. I had Wally Walker 19th. Yeah. So no. Wally Walker. No, see, here's I'm my thing. Think who I had, out there I haven't thought about. I thought Brogdon hands. was a clear cut third. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I had guys. I had Brogdon third. Well, I did too. Well, I know I had Lamp third and Brogdon fourth, but um, now Lamp's fifth. I'm trying oh, to decide crap. if I should. So now we, Brogdon so now we third. have a. Now, now we're we going to have a guy who's way too high. Yes, <laughs> this is this is what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. Because you yeah, guys you veto because you Brogdon because you but, but you, I can't. No one else to point pick. Well, that's true. We could veto Brogdon here and put somebody else here because we feel like there. I mean, because I think that it's yeah, very clear. Yeah, let's three. do that. I think he's definitely a top three. All right, we're going to veto Malcolm Brogdon at four, and we're going to force Dave to pick again. <laughs> I just don't know who I want to pick, man. Pressure's off me now. Yeah. Go with like a sentimental choice. Could... Go like something fun like Travis Watson or like Chris Williams. <laughs> no, because or... this person is stuck is stuck there. Well, I have another no, I'm kidding. Um Well, I mean, you could you could would you do rather like right, uh... Dave, would you rather the person be stuck there or stuck higher? Because that's what's gonna happen at this point, right? The rules of the of engagement here are such. Now you could, you know, we don't I'm have karate on the who board. I'm missing. Because um, <laughs> lamp, I had lamp higher, right? So yeah, you. Did. I've got you some people who would be really overvalued at this. Do you guys, do you guys? Can I interest you in a Richard Morgan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he averaged yeah, twenty points Morgan. a game in nineteen eighty nine. Hey guys, can I can I interest you in a Kihei Clark? Because I mean, some people <laughs> told, try to tell me he he should have uh, his jersey retired. I um, was really worried that one of you guys was going to try to sneak him in here. I had him at seventeen. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was like, look, I can't. He's the all-time assist leading. Here's a, you know, whatever. No, I think you're, no, here, listen. The Your problem here is not who you're not thinking of. Your problem here is that you severely undervalued Kyle Guy, and it completely it screwed everything up. <laughs> maybe, but maybe even, if we, even if we waited on Kyle, like, we, we probably if, still if, would if have taken the same dudes, right? If we could have well, put get, Kyle yeah. Guy yeah. sixth and put Buzzy at five and put Jeff Lamp at four, then we would have all been set. But then, right? Your seven through nine, or whatever. I mean, we had lots to choose from there. Yeah. We've got. I guess. I, well, Brad. I guess the arg- I guess the argument is you'd be okay throwing some random person at ten versus at exactly. Four. There's a, and th- and that's part of the that's part of this exercise, right? Is it like you're trying to to get to essentially what you think of as a great list? Well, by doing that, you sort of have to decide who builds the foundation that you start with. This is why you start at twelve and not at one, right? You got to yeah. work your way toward the one who is the most, and that forces you to make some tough decisions in the sort of out years, so to speak, right? Yeah, I'm All just right. going with Wally Walker. I'm going with Wally Walker at four. Then that's fair. That's fine. Yeah, that's he fine. had a great career. I'm not going to argue it. One, one, one the first ACC title. title. Yeah. Yep. Um, and from the, a stats you know, perspective, well, you know what you could, you know what you could have done is you could have tried to pull some crap and put like Tony Bennett there. <laughs> or something. I, uh, trust me, I thought about putting Don Staley there. Quite frankly, ooh, that would have. Yeah, see, now you say that you'd have done that. We would have. We probably would have allowed it. I would have been I like, I okay. allowed it. <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, let's do it. Um, all right. So Wally Walker. I think seven. it's too low. I think I'd kept Brogdon at four and put Don wow. at three. <laughs> um, Wally Walker at seven. 
uh, all-time score in 1849. Um, let's see. He's also um, seventh in terms of the number of points in a season. Um, also, isn't he the reason that UVA got Joe Harris or something weird? There's a there oh, they, yeah, there's some there's like connection in. there. Yeah, yeah, because he does go. a lot of stuff with Worth Portland, it. right? Yeah. Any other Portland guy? Yeah. Um, but yeah, 1976. Until Joe Harris is the only Virginia player to win conference tournament MVP. Yeah, that's true. He'd All be right. at the top of a lot of statistical categories if it wasn't for my man Buzzy Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> number six on our list. Yeah. All right, number three, Ferber, your last choice. Uh. I mean, I'll I think go this is pretty cut and dry, right? I'll go Brogdon, but I was also like kind of thinking he should be two. Um, no, but no, but, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I love Malcolm. Don't get me wrong, Malcolm's amazing. Yeah, um, I can see why you think that. Yeah, I don't remember and, Brian and Stitt. sane people might think. I remember Brian Stitt as an NBA player. Um, he's a good player, and I understand his value to the program. I would argue less about Brian Sith being one than three. <laughs> wow. Okay. But I'm biased. 19.2 points a game. Damn, that's a lot. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Brogdon three. I mean, listen, he was an, he was the ACC player of the year, the ACC defensive player of the year, a first-team All-American, and a finalist for the Naismith Award. I mean yeah. – that's yeah, I mean, that, played that's why if, if anybody years. tried to put him below like four, I would have vetoed it. I would have been yeah. like, no yeah. chance. ACC yeah, he was, he, was, he was third <laughs> on my list. He was third on my list. By far the best player of the, of the Bennett era. Like, I mean, it's probably, I, I, it's one and then it's a stretch to two for me. Well, I think I think he's the best because of longevity and productivity. Like, yeah, agreed. Like, he just did the most over his career, I think. Like, because I think you could argue that Joe was like almost as important, um, maybe more so. But yeah, yeah. But like Malcolm was able to do so many things on both ends, and he was the best player on that team for. I don't know. To, I think there was like a time in that 2014 season where he started ascending. You know, because remember he was coming off that injury. Um, yeah, the foot injury. Yeah. And then it was like halfway through the ACC season. I was like, is he the best player on this team? Like you kind of started to wonder. And then he took off and there was like a weird Justin Anderson, like surge the next year. But I think yep. Malcolm was their best player. It's fun to go back and watch um, highlights from that, you know, 2014 to 16 run. Um, uh, you don't remember things like they really were like Malcolm was a lot more athletic than you, than I remember him when I look back on it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons the Syracuse loss sucked so bad was because it felt like they should have had one Final Four in those three years. Yeah, um, definitely. And they just couldn't get there. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting is that like he is he is the only, um, I believe this is correct, right? He's the Malcolm's the only Bennett player that has had his jersey retired, right? Yes. Um, Number retired. Well, okay, yeah, which is even better. That's such a weird distinction for me. Like I hate it. Like, like if Jersey I say retired makes that's a that seems super antiquated to me. Like I don't think they're gonna do much of that. No, anymore. they're not. And I mean, honestly, like when I think of when I say the words Jersey retired, what I mean is their numbers retired. Like to me, yeah. the two things are one and the same. And yet, some of these places, like you and UVA is one of them, right? Has this like a weird little like, oh, we wanted to do a thing, but we didn't do it all the way. You know, like okay, fine. Um, 
Football, if you a, look at the football media guide, there's like all these retired jerseys, but the numbers are still active. Yeah, well, no, the football like makes five sense. Five retired numbers. Yeah. yeah, football makes sense because you need the numbers, you know, like because yeah. there's not enough of them. But not enough guys. So far, all of the dudes uh, who have had their jerseys, or excuse me, their numbers retired at UVA are going to be on our list except for one. Um, and that's p- probably not necessarily a good look for us when we're picking 12 guys. Um, but yeah, Brogdon was a consensus second team All American as well as the uh, first team ACC, All ACC and the um, co defensive player of the year. So, I mean, like f- from a hardware standpoint, I mean, you know, just loaded with trophies, you know? Um, yeah, I think he's, uh, that's a pretty easy pick at three. All right, I think my the the top two are pretty easy. Um, I'm I'm very glad that I get to pick the number two, Bryant Stith. Um, if only his house had been about thirty feet to the left, um, he would have been born and raised and played ball in Greensville County instead of Brunswick. And I would probably um, think even more highly of him because he would have been from my hometown and not from my uh, played for my rival. Um, legitimately one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Um, hell of a player. Um, like I, I've, I, I'm just so fortunate that like part of my career, I got to know him both, um, on the newspaper side, on the website side, like it's just, it's just great, uh, looking back on it that I got to interact with him. And, um, I just really, like I said, I'm glad I get to pick him in too. I don't think anybody's going to fight me over these next two spots. Um, I think these are pretty cut and dry. He was three-time All-ACC First Team, ACC Rookie of the Year, NIT MVP. When it, when that tournament really, really mattered. Yeah, and he averaged 19.2 points a game. Yeah, baller. He looked like, like I a said, man when he suited up as a freshman, and he looked like more of a man when he finished. Like, just... He did kind of catch the tail end of, I mean, he, he was still ahead of his time from a, as a shooter, but like, I remember him being on some NBA teams, like as like a bench shooter. Yeah. Um, so like, he still kind of took advantage of it to some degree. He was a mid range master. Like he, he'd pull up from that elbow and nail it. And he would take big shots without hesitation and pretty stoic on the court, you know, for the most part, kind of Malcolm like in that way. Um, but yeah, my favorite Virginia play. Like I caught the back end. I mean, I saw Samson play, but I was younger, much younger, um, much much younger. As yeah, the uh, but Stith to me, like Stith was ACC tournaments and you know in school. Um, that was the stuff. And I, I was from Dinwiddie, so Watertown. My cousin went to school with them at Brunswick, so. Um, I heard about him before he got to Virginia. This was before the internet, so I was like, "Oh, this is a really good." Oh kid yeah, man! Like I can't imagine what that must have been like to like yeah. know that there was this kid coming, and you're like hearing the things, and then he walks out, and you're like, "Oh." And it's I mean, Brian you're right. Stith, right? I mean, he <laughs> looked that guy. He looked like a grown man. Oh He's man, him. his mom was the um, was a teacher at my middle school, and dude, I'm gonna just tell you what: you did not mess around with that with Miss Stith, bro. She would mess you up. Like she was and, as strict as it came. It's almost like a forgotten thing that his son came and played for Virginia, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think that you know such that a big short, deal, but that was short lived. He was ahead you know, of the curve on the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, BJ and and Brandon were both guys that, frankly, I think, you know, at 
if if they had come at different times, and what I mean by I don't mean necessarily the two of them independent of each other. I just mean like their recruitments and sort of where they were in the in the scheme of where Virginia was as a program. I feel like they would have been fine, you know. But um, I mean, they also were... calling a spade a spade. They took BJ when he was really young, and he yeah. didn't get it. He didn't end up being as good as they thought. Exactly. He was I be. think I think BJ's when we look back on it, you know. They took him at a time when I mean, honestly, like he was a freshman or whatever. He, they, yeah, he was. He, he he looked like he was going to be that. And I'm not saying that he couldn't that that like uh, if things had gone a little differently. I do think in hindsight, um, you know, the decision to when to move him to Oak Hill and all that stuff, like where he played um, high school ball and all. Like I think that that it was it was good for Bryant and his family that they were together and they were where they were and stuff. And I'm not ever going to like tell a parent or like second, you know, play armchair quarterback or whatever. Um, Other than to say, like, I do think that it's fair to say that um, if BJ had played against better competition, the last couple years of his high school career, he might have entered college in a different spot. And that might have, you know, to borrow a Bronco Mendenhall um, uh, ism here that might've changed his launch point. Right. Um, Brunswick was, at that point, just an absolute like behemoth of a program. And they were playing against teams that just like that didn't have any business playing against them. Right. And I don't know if it really helped BJ a lot to be in double a ball. Right. Um, so, I mean, it was good. It was good for BJ to, to leave the nest and to be sort of challenged in a different way. But I think maybe if it had come sooner, it could have helped him out a little bit. That being said, like, I think in a in a different time frame in a different place and whatever like they would have been perfectly fine. But like you're right, we kind of forget that because that's how good Bryant Stith was. Like it, there there are rare. It's very rare to have a guy who is your form a former player who has sons and they play and then there's like this long. There was this whole drawn out. You know, UVA going to offer Brandon is UVA not going to offer Brandon? Um, they took BJ. I remember there was a. Football, I forget. I don't know who they were playing that day, but I remember I was in the press box at Scott Stadium when it popped. Um, but like, that's how good he was. Like, it transcends all that other stuff. That's not necessarily the way this goes for other, even former players, you know, or legacy guys. Um, that's how good Bryant was. And I also think Bryant, like I said, he's just a hell of a human. Um, yeah. And I mean, I have been very vocal uh, at various times about Virginia should find a way to bring him home. Um, would love nothing more than to see him on that sideline again. Very all right, cool. Dave, you want to finish? All right, Ralph Samson. All right, we're good. <sighs> yeah, I got to do some things. Uh, yeah, thanks for giving me the one, the one pick. The last time you don't number one pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, I think it's Ralph Samson. He this is where things. you. This is where you make Brad use his veto and you put like you know Jason Kane or <laughs> Lars or whoever up there. Lars. Yeah. Lars, <laughs> Mikalowskis. Um, yeah, Mik- I mean, look, Mik- Mikalowskis. Yeah, we don't Ralph have Samson to belabor the stuff. point here. Yeah, I was going to say we don't yeah. have to belabor the point. But all I'll was... say about Ralph is that I caught like uh, after one of the ACC tournament games. I think it was Carolina this year. I got back to the hotel pretty late after some media hospitality shenanigans, and they had the Ralph ACC documentary on the ACC network when I turned the TV on, and I just watched it. And I'd seen some highlights over the years, but like. He was doing some crazy stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, he's another uh, guy. Like, if he came out now, he'd be that French kid. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, 
it's weird because it's like he was ahead of his time, but like kind of not. Like it, it's like very strange to watch. Um, I think he was ahead of his time. I mean, yeah, the game was so physical when he played, and he wasn't a very imposing. Yeah, you know, he, he kind of like worked like around Ewing his or... like skinniness. Like he didn't yeah, he care because he was so big. Yeah. Um, and... and I'm interested to know if he could have like because it seemed from the documentary that he could he could shoot. He just didn't do mm-hmm. it that much. Yeah. So like. He... He so like maybe several in, long maybe shots, in, yeah. Maybe in twenty twenty three, he's like kind of a different player. Um, yeah, you should go watch his NBA highlights. I get forgotten. Also, Everyone Tony would probably injured. try to redshirt him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably definitely need a year to redshirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, get in the weight room with Mike Curtis. Yeah, I think you appreciate Ralph's talent if you watch some of his NBA stuff because it's there's more of it out there, and people think he didn't have a long, you know, didn't have a great NBA career. He didn't have a long one, but. You know, he almost won a title. He was MVP in an all-star game. Like, the guy could do stuff. Didn't they, like, literally invent the lottery because of him? Or, like, he was a big part of it? No, the year before, wasn't it? Hakeem, I think. But I think, yeah, it was in that it was in that range, right, where it was, like, guys were – and the hilarious things, now, like, teams are just openly tanking. <laughs> like, you know. I mean, I mean, the Rockets have Hakeem Olajuwon and, and one of the drafting guys, Ralph Sampson. Come on. Yeah, pretty good. But yeah, I mean, I think if you're a young fan, want to see Sam, like, go watch, go find some of the UVA stuff. Um, I mean, all you need to know is the dude was the national player of the year like three years in three a row times. Or like that. Well, that I <laughs> like, think that's he's not the thing. one of the. Be- he's not the best UVA player. He's like one of the best college basketball players ever. Oh, easily. Well, and here's yeah. what's so so crazy about this dude. Like, imagine a scenario where in the year of our Lord 2023, there's a kid from Virginia who is like, um, I don't know. What's the kid's name that's going to get drafted? I, I can't. For some reason, I'm drawing a blank. French um, kid. Victor Weminyama. <laughs> Victor, yeah. So let's let's say he's Wimby, right? And he grew up in Virginia, and he's going to go to UVA, and he's going to be there for four years, right? And he's going to be the consensus national player of the year three three years over. And like people are freaking out about drafting him number one. Imagine how wild that would be in this time frame. Like I can't imagine what it was like for folks who – were like not necessarily just fans but like super fans who were super excited and stuff imagine if that happened now i mean just just how i mean the equivalent would be be sort of like teams already trying to draft arch manning like kind of yeah Yeah. (laughs) well and and then too you've got the piece of it like it's not just that 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 he's going to do what he did at virginia and be the you know but then there's like the the potential piece of it, right? Like if you've been able to stay healthy and everything at the the next level, and yet he still it's it's funny because people describe it like he didn't have, but but he did. It just wasn't what it could have been. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he and, had injuries and stuff too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it could have been, yeah, if he had been able to stay healthy, which you know for a guy who with his size and his athleticism, I mean. Good lord! Of course, I, I would. It makes sense to me that his body eventually was like, okay, I can't do this anymore, right? Because I mean, like the stuff he did just did not seem like possible. Um, well, you know, we've grown accustomed to like big dudes who move well now, right? But like that guy was just on a whole other level. As not, I mean, he would be that way now, right? Like if he walk again, if he was in this era, he would be absolutely absurd. Like the number of mixtapes with that guy would be just outlandish, right? Yeah. Um, it's also hilarious that like you in that documentary they kind of talk about like how he ended up at Virginia and like how his high school career went. It's just so funny to me that like he went to Harrisonburg High School 
Yep. And not and not like IMG Academy. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause he, um, and then he just is like, I guess I'll just go to Virginia because it's right down the road. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, like, I just, just got like done talking so about how far removed from what <laughs> goes on now. Like, yeah, I just got done talking about like, oh, it would probably helped, you know, BJ if he could have uh, in his development, like, you know, if he's playing against better competition, like <laughs> no shade in anybody who's playing them in the, <laughs> that time frame. Right. But like, I mean, yeah, you had Ralph Sampson. Yeah, it's like, all right, we're here at the Valley League tournament, you know, Wilson Memorial or whoever's playing Harrisonburg. <laughs> yeah, like, I bet yeah, that yeah. went great. I mean, Ralph Harrisonburg didn't play Robert similar e. level talent until he got to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, right. He yeah. played guards that were good, but he never played someone that big. I mean, well, you know, you I guess he played Patrick, but. Yeah. Um, well, the funny thing still. is, like, even his ACC highlights in the documentary were just all, like, I don't want to say uncontested dunks, but they might as well have been. They might as well have been, yeah, because he's just because on, like, nobody a whole other could really, Nobody could really do anything with nobody him. Nobody could get so to him. Just... He, was that, he was just a freak of nature, dude. He was just on yeah. a whole other planet. Um, real quick, all right, let's talk through, uh, now that the, the, the exercise has been completed, what are, where were our rankings? Um, Dave, I had... Because you were earlier, you were trying to figure out where everything went. I had Samson, Stith, Brogdon, and then I had Buzzy and Kyle, and then I had Jeff Lamp, and then I had, um, I mean, I know I flip-flopped this later, but I had uh, Dre, Corey, Staples, and then Ty Jerome was actually 10th on my list, which is probably too high. I should have had, I should have flipped him in Junior Bro. Um, so, yeah, he didn't get to go in. Um, from there, I had Harold Dean, Junior Bro, Joe, Crotty, Singletary, uh, Watson, Clark, Chris Williams, Walker, and Park Hill. Clark? Oh, Kihei. Yeah. I thought you were talking about no, Jason Clark. No, J- Joe Clark from you said, Stand By he, Me. Well, you said you said Travis Watson and then Clark and because they played on the same team. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, wait, what? Well, I mean, I had, I had mentioned Kihei earlier. Elton Dave, Brown? Yeah. <laughs> um, we could totally do one of these with a favorite. Um, and Elton Brown. I mean, I love these and Elton Brown, except those jerseys were horrible. All right, Dave, what was your ranking? Uh, one to twelve. Yeah, sure. Why not? I had Ralph. I, gave you, I just Stiff. gave you twenty, but sure, only give me twelve. Yeah. That's fine. Well, I'm, I'm trying to read my chicken scratch because, so I had Ralph, Stith, Lamp, Malcolm. That was my top four. Okay. I couldn't figure out why I was missing someone is because I wrote Dawn as fifth to mess with you guys and never put my real fifth next to it. Um. So, um. Should have just done so, yeah. it. So yeah, Buzzy walk. So basically, Buzzy would have been my fifth in that situation. Okay. Wally Walker. Um, Corey Alexander, Joe Harris, Kyle Guy, um, Harold Dean, Ty, uh, DeAndre Hunter. Who's the, who am I missing? Um, Corey Alexander. Did I say Corey? No, John Crotty. My chicken scratch is bad. And then, okay. yeah. Um, Burrow? Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome 15th. So you didn't have Burrow in your top 15. Wow. No. I don't know, man, because Junior's tough for me. I really like that guy. Um, his stats are good. He probably would be right. He probably should have been in the 15 over tie. But I like I knew he wasn't going to make the top 12, so I didn't. <laughs> I was trying to th- think of guys who might slip in. That's but you got you know you so got guys like you know Mike Scott, Anthony Gill, um, yeah. Olden Polonese, Mark Averoni. Yeah, Mark Averoni. Yeah, um, I I think on my list. Um, Ty was the only guy in my top 12. Well, I guess I had Burrow 12. So Ty and Burrow um, didn't make it on my list. Didn't make it in. Um, I do think if I had it to do over again, I probably would have vetoed Kyle Guy at 10 
would have made somebody put somebody else there, and then he could have been eight or nine. Um, that would have been that would have been prudent, I think, in retrospect. Yeah, I think I think it's honestly, the, but on paper, low, I'm looking at all the names and I'm like, man, we got so many names left. And then once it got to the middle, I was like, oh, like, well, because if you think about our if now. you think about our group, the the draft we just put together or the 12. Right. So let's actually look at it from the top. Right. So Samson, Stith, Brogdon. That's a pretty solid three. Right. Wally Walker at four lamp at five. OK, cool. Buzzy at six. All right. We're doing pretty well. Right. Then we go Corey, Dre, Joe, Kyle, Harold, Dean, Curtis, Staples. It's not a bad 12. Like, I don't think there's anybody in that 12 that deserves to get the boot. I just think that, like, I, I think I think Dre over Kyle is hard for me to process. And if there's any, I might if we flip those, I might just be fine with the list exactly as is. Um, I, I think maybe I probably would quibble. Wally Walker say, probably needs to be lower. I was going to say maybe I'd flip uh, Walker and Buzzy. Um, because actually that Wilkinson, that's that's the way I had. Uh, no, Lamb should be a, Lamb should be above Walker. Yeah. Um, so you so you so if you had it to do over, you'd go Ralph Stith Brogdon Lamp Lamp. Yeah. Would you go Walker next? I love Lamp. Wilkinson. I love <laughs> I like how we were talking about maybe vetoing Wilkinson, and he ended up being higher on both of your lists. Yeah, I mean scoring, scoring. Yeah. I um, there's some yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think Kyle Kyle being below Dre is hard for me. Um, but if we flip them, I think it, even just being that close, I'd be fine with it. Um, this is I when really you just tweet Kyle you just, being below Dre, man. I really this is don't. when you just you just tweet the list out and you just and then don't explain how you came to it and then <laughs> watch people a, be like, what, what? Yeah, wait, Dave, what did you just say about? I really what? don't mind Kyle being a little behind Dre. I mean, I think the argument can be either way. At some point, we need to get into why you undervalue Kyle Guy so much. I don't undervalue him. I just think he was an offensive player. Um, Dre did. Dre was a shutdown defender. Unlike Buzzy Wilkinson. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you're comparing him to Dre, I think, you know, granted, Kyle got the MOP, but honestly, what Dre did in that second half against Texas Tech in overtime was just as impressive as what Kyle did against Auburn. Um, Oh, you know, short of okay. having to stand uh, there on the free throw oh, line. Oh man, I don't know. That's hey, what did Dre scored? How many straight against Texas Tech? No, I'm not saying he didn't have a good game, but my dude, he had to make three. He hit the three to tie it. Row with a, with. Oh like no, no, no! I'm saying I didn't say it was equal. It was almost as impressive as what Kyle did against Auburn. And to be fair, um, to be fair to you, to be fair, like, like, and he did it on cold. You, he not well, not just well, no. The reason Dre was open on those those shots is because they used Kyle as a decoy. Dre benefited from the fact that Kyle Guy existed, right? Kyle Guy's on a free throw line by himself, right? And he's got to make these three free throws with no, you know, with the whole yeah. world on his shoulders. I I don't know, man. That's a I'm not again, I'm not trying to say that what Dre did in that championship game is not absolutely incredible. Please don't get me wrong. But to just like throw it away is like, oh well, what Dre did was bigger than oh man, that is a lot. I don't know if I can get down with that. Well, Brad Franklin, DeAndre Hunter did not contribute to the national title. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Yeah, I think okay, Kyle and, and, made his first three of the tournament in the like second half against Purdue. Uh, you know, he was so cold to start that. The uh, yeah, and then it was like the 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 floodgates open or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, Dave was like he was a shutdown defender. Didn't work too well on Carson Edwards. They put in a five foot five and a half dude on him, and yeah, hopefully they were like, he could well, do better. Well, everybody they put on him, they were like, well, we tried. 
Yeah. <laughs> we did what well, we could. You know, he just made the shots. It was yeah. yeah, that was that was rough. Um heck, now I gotta go back and see when Kyle actually made his first three. I also think like there's some obviously like Virginia basketball. We went back as far as 1954 on this list, so that's what 70 years ago. Yeah, um, there's some there's some names from beyond that we probably should have talked about, but I couldn't. Uh, I didn't so, know enough. About so I didn't of, have of any note. of those. But what I what I meant to say was like, there's a lot of guys. Not a lot of guys made the list, but there's a lot of guys just below the list that played in the last 10 years. Yeah, that's fair. 15 yeah. years, yeah, and it's yeah, like. Like this is, there were just like a lot of lean years for UVA basketball. If you just look at the history of it, yeah, I think if anything on our list, eleven and twelve were probably a little bit too nonchalant about because that's where a lot of guys would be arguing for their spot. Well, it's it's hard because you're like at twelve. I'm like I don't want to pick someone that people have at three, and then they laugh at me. And I also don't want to pick <laughs> somebody that's like doesn't need to be on the list. I promise you, if you had had Malcolm Brogdon at twelve, we would have laughed at you. Yeah. Um. I, I my first thought was Kyle Guy. I, because I honestly thought there was a chance he might not get included because we would, get, we would crack. get me too. No, but not crack. not because I don't think he should be, but because I thought we were going to have old man bias and we'd have like olden polonies at three or something like. Yeah, no, I'm I I I, I pre like uh, right, real quick. Uh, Kyle made his first three of the tournament against Gardner Webb for the record, but he was zero of ten against Oklahoma. He did um, have like a long like. Cold streak though, no. Yeah, because he was zero of ten against, against Oklahoma, Oregon. and then he was two yeah, there of was eleven like a whole against thing Oregon. Where it was like, what's going on with Kyle? And then yeah, he had like no, he had like no points at halftime or something. He's doing yeah. nothing. Start the game against Purdue, and then he got going. Yeah, then because yeah. he was hurt, he had the he couldn't, and like he was all weird and trying to get himself straight. But yeah, he went for twenty five against Purdue. He went for fifteen against Auburn, and he goes for twenty four against Texas Tech. 15. How many? How many? But how do you how do you do against Baldwin Mercer or whatever? <laughs> Baldwin Wallace was the name of the school. All right. Any other th- closing thoughts on this? Uh, see, yeah, this thing worked out. See, it was it was it was actually really enjoyable. See, you guys had fun. And it's we, just a we different way to have the same discussion we've had. I, well, but yeah. you, but it is. But you know what it did? It 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 illustrated just how wrong Dave is about Kyle. Go an hour what, and a half. That's what that's what, that's what my that's what my takeaway here is is that we, it really illustrated how wrong Dave is about. Well, at least it almost another Kyle podcast guy. topic. Let's just debate Dre, Dre versus Kyle. Just wait until we get to football in a few weeks. Right. We're going to have to do offense and defense. Well, no, um, I think what you do for football is it has to be like maybe you do like skill guys and then like non-skill guys or something. Because like how did how the hell do you compare Jamie Sharper to Tiki Barber? Real easy. Like basketball, I'd at least you can. You know how, you, know how you do it? Bit. I do it like this. Ready? I Tiki have a Barber better than Jamie Sharper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a, a football idea based on what All we right. just did. Well, we can discuss we'll, off air. We will. We will. Stay tuned. We will. We will come back to you at some point this or check our Patreon with more of our of our draft shenanigans. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy that again. Uh, tip of the cap to the folks over at Screen Drafts who um, have this cool format and um, have done a lot of fun uh, different drafts, not only on their own show but on other stuff. And so, my hats off to them, and I appreciate um, them coming up with something fun that we could sort of. Uh, mold to our own um, needs and and wants here. If you're somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your programs. And if you're so inclined to give us a rating or review, we'd appreciate it. If you're somebody out there who's found the pod but has not given us a look at the website yet, you can check us out at CavsCorner.com. Uh, right now, you can. Uh, Ferber is doing his best to keep the offseason <laughs> topics rolling. Uh, he'll have a, a non-conference schedule piece uh, up on the website tomorrow. 
He's off. He's got some stuff uh, up there now. Um, I, I thought the Beekman stay or go thing was a really good idea, um, especially ahead of the deadline for him next week. Um, and then the the realignment stuff. I know people get a little bit, you know, kind of glazes over a little bit, but I thought you did a nice job of breaking that down as well. So uh, check us out, CapsCorner.com. I want to thank My Perfect Franchise for their support of the website and on the show. You can visit MyPerfectFranchise.net for more information on how you can find free your next venture and discover the perfect franchise for you. I want to thank all of you out there for supporting the show. And, of course, I want to thank Dave and Ferber for giving graciously of their time, as always, and putting up with my shenanigans. I very much appreciate it. So, for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. See you soon.